everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Long Box Guys. With me, as always, is some of my very best friends since I was a very little puppy. Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing good. Just uh, enjoying a nice cold beverage like a Southern Belle. Like a you know, Southern Belle. A lot of uh, the podcast listeners, I'm sure, are big Wolfman Jack fans, so well, thank you for man. that. <laughs> I wasn't really sure if anyone was getting what I was putting down, babies. Woo! Tommy, what are you drinking over there, buddy? I am drinking some Glen Foudry Scott. <laughs> wow, that looks like a throwback to the ages, my friend. And t- Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey, what are you drinking tonight there, my friend, to, to give you those dulcet tones? I am drinking an A&W root beer. Oh, a blast from the past, A&W. That's the taste that's sweet, my friends. And speaking I think, of... I think Tom's going rogue. Ah, all right, fine. All right, she's in the segue. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a bad segue. I'll let you, I'll let you have that. Uh, we are talking about rogue tonight. Uh, a character who has uh, been a villain, been a superhero, been a villain, been a supervillain. Uh, is always going to be a supervillain to one Carol Danvers, and uh, we'll see how this goes because this was this is one of those really. Uh, there's been a lot of retelling to this. Am I wrong about that, guys? About Rogue's origin story, or am I just confused? I don't know about a lot of retelling. Um, a couple retellings. Well, Mikey, why, why don't you get into some of her background for us? All right, we are going to be talking about Anna Marie LeBeau. Uh, first appearing in Avengers Annual number 10, which I own. That's my humble brag, created by Chris Claremont and Mike Golden. She originally was scheduled to appear in the Ms. Marvel comic. However, it got canceled. So Claremont was like, that's fine. I'll I'll do something else with her. Uh, Give you a little bit of background. Claremont also was... uh, the not the creator of Carol Danvers, but he was the one who made her Ms. Marvel, right? So he was very fond of the character and wanted to somehow work her into the X-Men because he did not think she was being treated very well over in the Avengers. He was right. But we will talk about the rape of Ms. Marvel another time. So Rogue uh, has a mutant ability which allows her to absorb the memories and powers of somebody that she comes in contact with. The first time it happens, either she's hasn't been adopted yet by the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or after. That's the real difference between the origin stories, essentially. It always comes down to, at some point, she kisses a boy her mutant powers activate, and when they do, she ends up putting the boy into a coma and absorbing his memories, and it freaks her out. Now, either she was adopted before or after by Mystique and uh, who's the Destiny, and they introduce her to the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They try to warp her mind into being a villain, and her very first appearance she sneaks up on Carol Danvers and grabs a hold and holds on too long and ends up draining Carol Danvers, not only of her powers, but also of her psyche, which gets locked into the back of Rogue's brain. He Rogue is having 
has no way to control her powers. Anytime she touches somebody, she is able to absorb their memories. They fall unconscious. And uh, that's a major problem that leads to her, even though she's fought the X-Men on a couple occasions, to actually going to the Xavier School for the Gifted to seek Charles Xavier's help. Now, Storm and Nightcrawler had already fought Rogue once before, but the all of the X-Men get together and they're like, the hell with this. We are not letting somebody from the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in here. She can't control her powers. We don't trust her. And Charles Xavier is like, no. She is a young girl who cannot control her powers, and she needs her help. She needs to be a member of the X-Men. So the X-Men kind of relent to Charles Xavier. Now, whether he actually fucked with their minds or not, that's up to interpretation. My interpretation is, yes, he did. Because we know Chuck is a dick, but whatever. This isn't about Chuck, it's about uh, <laughs> Rogue. Rogue becomes a critical member of the X-Men. Pretty much every major iteration of the X-Men, uh, except for maybe one or two, has always had Rogue as a member. She's one of the most popular members of the X-Men. Um, and potentially the most powerful, depending on who she absorbs. Her power set has changed at some times she has had control of her powers other times most of the time she doesn't have any control over it just a touch will do it she has absorbed in addition to carol danvers she's absorbed all the ionic energy of wonder man and right now currently has all of his super strength uh so she's gone through a lot of different iterations uh, when she went through the Siege Perilous, she came out unpowered, which she kind of liked. Uh, so, yeah, she's just a great character with uh, a wide variety of powers, depending on what is happening around her. So she could definitely be that pivot person who could turn a fight around by not only knocking out a high-powered foe on the other side, but taking that foe's power. Yes. So that's a different, that's a big difference maker on the battlefield. But uh, I, I think one of the things that I'm confused about is uh, her lineage. I remember a couple of times it being implied that Mystique was her actual mom, not just her adopted yes. mom. Yes, they have implied that. And I think that was the original plan, the mm-hmm. Claremont's plan. And they've, the guy who wrote the rogue miniseries apparently ignored all the history that had happened and said no that was all wrong and created his own history for rogue so what is what is canon is kind of left up to whoever wants to decide what her backstory is Uh, she's never got a last name ever um the the lebeau is only because she married remy lebeau gambit yeah and she was originally supposed to be a um, an African-American character. Yeah, supposed to be designed. He he tells Mike Golden, I want her to look like Grace Jones. And Mike Golden draws Rogue because Mike Golden doesn't, doesn't have the internet at that point yeah. and doesn't know who Grace Jones is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Rogue seems to always default to miss marvel's uh power set so she always has flight always has super strength regardless of what she's absorbing at that time so it does make her kind of a powerhouse on her own right 
um, you know, whenever she is in a battle. And yeah, even without the energy, without the power absorption, she'd still be one of the more powerful X-Men. And yeah. then she can absorb people's powers. Yeah. yeah, but it comes with a cost to her, which is oh, how she, how Claremont was able to rein in her power set, right? So yep. that she doesn't become the most powerful mutant ever. And the fact that she had all these multiple personalities that were fighting for control over her uh, makes her an interesting character, too. And the fact that she can't touch another human being, so she can't she can't have skin to skin contact, which has led to her not having great relationships. She's had the on and off again romance with Gambit, and she had a a brief fling with Iceman, and uh, for a time was also romantically romantic with Magneto. How did she have a relationship with Bobby Drake? Was it just unrequited, no touchy love? Just Yes, which is exactly what the closeted uh, Iceman was looking for. Yeah, yeah. okay. And later on in her career, she kind of becomes a leader in the Uncanny Avengers. But she was also a leader in the uh, Uncanny X-Men because she was such a wild card on the battlefield during the X-Men second series run, Cyclops said, form your own team. Uh, and she did. And then Cyclops was like, yeah, I hate that team that you put together. Don't, 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 don't use that team. And she was like, ah, I don't care what you say, sugar. <laughs> you really are bad at that. I am. I'm horrible at that. Yeah. 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 Yep. You are. That's, that's, that's not convincing. No. Uh, I smoke one of them. Sugar? <laughs> That's not even a good bane this week. Where'd your bane go? I don't know. Bane comes and goes for you. I was born with it. And a salad shooter. So what were your guys' favorite storylines for Rogue? I mean, she's been a member of X-Men, the Avengers... So for me, surprisingly, she doesn't have a lot of, like, extended storylines. Well, she's she, had her own comic book. She's had... Yeah, not not a good comic, but she had her own comic. But I, I she's think had over, several comics, actually. I, I think over the lifespan, I, I like that she's been so intertwined with the team. Um, and I always felt she was integral to the team, but I never felt like... Claremont really like brought her to the surface and let her have her own like major storylines occasionally. And I didn't read a lot of the more contemporary rogue stuff. Like I, I, I eventually have to dig in and, and read the new X-Men stuff, but I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like some of the uncanny Avengers stuff that she did, uh, you know, taking control of the team and also uh, showing a, a better control of her powers being like, I need to touch this person just for a small bit, just to calm them down, just to, to take control of the situation instead of, you know, in her youth where she was afraid to touch anyone and wouldn't wouldn't touch anyone for fear of what would happen. Um, so it just seemed like in the, in the Uncanny Avengers, she was a much more confident rogue. Yeah, she's definitely under, undergone an arc 
where she's so afraid of using her powers. Once she finally got control of it, she becomes a teacher for other mutants who can't control their powers because she's been through what they've been through. through. She's gone through the hero's journey. Do we know what power level she is? Uh, It depends on what when you're talking because okay. uh, she's super powerful as Ms. when she had Ms. Marvel's powers and her own. Uh, at one point in the Avengers annual, she absorbed Ms. Marvel too much, but before that she had also Thor, um, Captain America. Like she was just, just absorbing all the Avengers and Iron Man did not have much of a chance against her. <laughs> all right. Um, I was wondering if they, I mean, if they actually had the ranking form, like the one, two, three Q level world ender. She's not an Omega level mutant. Oh, man. She's yeah. not one of the most powerful mutants on the planet, unless she absorbs one of the most powerful, powerful mutants, mutants on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. When it, do you know the storyline in which she takes Wonder Man's powers? Because I wasn't aware of that. That was a recent one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, getting back to storylines that we like, though, I like when she first comes to the X-Men uh, because she's immediately attacked because, you know, she's a bad guy. But she curls up in a fetal position on the floor and just tells him, just put me out of my, my goddamn misery. I'm done. And it, it really made her human. A mutant human, but it you know it it brought me out of that you know let's attack rogue mode and 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 got me to sympathize and empathize for the character because she was going mad with not only the split personalities of Carol Danvers stuck in her head but the guilt that was causing her because the Carol Danvers part of her mind wanted out and was you know constantly you know telling her what a horrible wrong she had done by absorbing these powers and these memories. Yeah. Uh, Josh, it was Uncanny Avengers third volume. Because fucking Marvel. (laughs) I hear voices in my head all the time. I just don't care that much. Yeah. All right. Anybody got anything else to say about everybody's favorite rogue? Yeah, how does she keep getting the hair color like that if she can't have a hair, uh, someone do her hair? Yeah. They just well, can't get the skin. skin contact, so hair. My, my, my wife gloves. has had, when I first started dating her, had a gray streak right in her hair. That's true. It's just a natural occurring thing. All right. It, it, was, it was super hot on your wife. Yeah. yeah it, it was. was. I'm not kidding. I can lie to you about that. Yeah. All right. That's kind of a conversation stopper. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I guess that brings us to the front of the law box. Mikey, what do you have at the front of the law box for us? I have one of the most challenged and banned books in the country right now. Um, The Bible? uh, No. Unfortunately, no. It's banned in Utah. The Penguin Book. It is Antango Makes Three Aww. by Justin Richardson and Peter Parnell, illustrated by Henry Cole. 
it tells the lovely story of two penguins at the Bronx Zoo who uh, are who pair up with each other. They're both male penguins, and they sit on rocks because they see all the other penguins have eggs and are taking care of it. And typically, uh, penguins only have one egg, and if they have multiple eggs, they only take care of one so the zookeeper finds it gets an extra egg from another penguin and gives it to these two and they take care of it and raise it and it's a cute little adorable story and because there are two male penguins raising a child People are homophobic and say, oh, my God, you're trying to indoctrinate. Uh, But it is actually based on a real story, and it is not trying to indoctrinate children. (laughs) It's trying to explain to children that there are other types of family units other than the typical family unit. Um, So, yeah, uh, it has recently been banned in... Ascacola, I might be pronouncing that wrong, County, which is right near Pensacola. It was challenged. The group of librarians and educators reviewed it and said, no, this is not, uh, this should not be banned. And the school board voted three to two to ban it because homophobia. Mm-hmm. And to those, uh, those people, fuck you. Um, let's post some of that artwork later if we get a chance because uh, I I am just smitten with how cute the fucking penguins are. <laughs> but I don't care. This could be about Satanism. The artwork is cute enough. I'm gonna fucking read this book. It's so I have cute. To, I have to say I'm a little pleased that in in parts of Utah the Bible has been uh, banned for younger readers because of its violence, and uh, I wholeheartedly agree about this. And think if you're in a place that's banning books, you should try to get the Bible and uh, maybe the Book of Mormon also banned because, you know, the Bible does promote slavery and is a very violent book. Let's, and even though even though I'm a minister, get behind book banning of yeah, any kind. Say, I'm just I, saying if you look point, back I on history, I there is no point in history where somebody later on was like, that was a good book banning. I'm just <laughs> saying it's never happened. If you can try to get books that the people that are trying to ban books banned, maybe, maybe we can get some people behind how ridiculous this all is. I, I get your point. I'm just not for book banning, even as a form of protest. Yeah. Although I will say okay. I have to correct myself. Roy and Silo are the two male penguins, and it was the Central Park Zoo, not the Bronx Zoo. However, uh, I did read an article where it pointed out zoos across the world that have paired male penguins who have also raised uh, eggs. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not a unique thing in oh. the penguin community, I should say. I thought you were going to finish that sentence with something else because. You didn't say the eggs part of it. So you're saying that egg that you're saying that zoos across the world have also reported that male penguin pairings have raised chicks. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Thank you. You said that much better than I did. I I was just parsing it together, my friend. Uh, that's a great book. I we actually have it at our preschool. It's very cute. And like I said, it's the the artwork that gets me. The story's fine. It's very cute. It's well written. It'll tug at your little heartstrings because they're just sitting on rocks, looking kind of sad. Like, oh man, what the shit? But then they get a baby bird, and it's really cute. Tommy, what do you got at the back of the long box? I've got Uncanny Avengers, uh, Volume One and Two by Greg Jerry Duggan. Uh, this is a great. Oh. <laughs> no. Not that Duggan. Not that Duggan. Jerry Duggan? Oh! Not that Duggan. Not that Duggan. Uh, in this is a mishmash of Uncanny X-Men and some Avengers and Deadpool all getting together, being brought together by Steve Rogers, old Steve Rogers, not young Steve Rogers, before standoff when he became young again. Uh, he puts the team together to solve a bunch of problems that neither the Avengers nor the X-Men can really solve and sends this team out to solve those issues. And in it, Rogue is kind of the leader of the team. So I thought, thought it might be appropriate to bring it up today while we're talking about Rogue. If only you had read one more volume, you could have told Josh all about how she... Apparently, apparently I was just one volume short. <laughs> Didn't make it to number three. But, that series, though, right? Because isn't the first storyline yeah. about uh, Red Skull? Yeah, they're after Red Skull. They're trying to hunt down Red Skull because he's, you know, taken over Xavier's brain and has Xavier's powers. And they actually catch up to him once but don't realize it because he's using Xavier's powers to make him think that he's Gambit in a, in a bank vault. They think it's just Gambit rubbing a bank vault when really it's Red Skull. And they were really close, but... But he Look, if you're the, Red Skull and you've got you the have, powers of Charles Xavier, do you need to rob a bank. Why are you robbing a bank? Like you could just say, hey, what? You, just find somebody's number and just steal their transfer account. Transfer the money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't money. It was after. Money. It was other stuff. Uh, okay. But yeah. hey, that uh, stuff yeah. in that bank, just go get it for me. I know. Yeah, there's no. But also, yeah. like, why would you convince him that you're, you know, Gambit? Why wouldn't you just? Put the Charles Xavier whammy on him. He just likes standing there, picturing himself as Gambit in the mirror. Yeah, that might be it. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. No matter how much uh, height and intellect you have, there's always the body ego thing going. So. It's true. Yeah. Might Plus, just have this way you have a chance of screwing Rogue. No, he he didn't want to kiss Rogue because she would have absorbed his memories and his power. Worth it. <laughs> Worth. This is why you'll never be the Red Skull, Tom. I yeah. stand by that. It's true. There's like four reasons. I mean, I'm trying to grow the mustache. One, it's not working. Yeah. I mean, the left <laughs> side seems to be going okay. Yeah, that side. Coming down. Okay. Uh, who wrote that again? Jerry Duggan. Oh! Yeah, that, that, Duggan. That, my friend. Uh, I do have a quick 3 to 18 real quick, uh, because I know this is going to be one side or the other. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett and Jimmy Buffett songs. Josh, three eighteen. Nine. Nine. All right. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna go with a seventeen. Seventeen. Seven. All right. Especially if you ever go get to go see him in concert, bring an extra liver. But man, is it fun! It is fun. It is fun. Oh, I had fun at a concert. But that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a, a solid fourteen. You said I mean, it's music. It's good. Right? Not I, a concert. I enjoy it. 
but it's not my first go-to. It's kind of the same with me. I'm giving it a nice 15. Uh, I like it, but it's one of my channels, but an hour and a half into it, I'm okay. I'm good. I like Queen. I like I'm never going to turn it off. <laughs> Josh, that was a little tangential, though, and that's your purview. You got a yeah, I saw, you know, every once in a while you just see a video online and you're like, man, that is hilarious and cute. So there's a uh, <laughs> a flying squirrel who uh, plays dead, but he didn't just play dead. He also stages his own murder scene. <laughs> That's uh, a po- commitment to the bit. It was a totally commitment to the bit. So the squirrel's running through a kitchen and he dro- and, and and he tips over a mop. The mop falls down and he feels bad about it. So he starts to play dead, but he's like, "That's not enough." So he walks over. He gets under the mop and plays dead under the mop like it fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. I love I love that squirrel. That is one charming squirrel. That is one charming motherfucking squirrel. All right. Stop projecting the motivation of the squirrel. You don't know what was going through his mind. I don't. But I'm just gonna I'm sticking with my story. All right. Maybe he hated mops and was trying to get that mop kicked out of the house. Could have been. He was doing a good job. Trying to get some sympathy. How long did you stick with his? The thing is, with your lie, you gotta stick with your lie. How long do you stick with that lie? I don't know. I didn't watch the video that long. Like, I, you know. Oh, that's cute. All right, moving on. Yeah, that's cute. Moving on. Man, we got no attention span anymore. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> not All right. Okay. So uh, exotic pet. If you could have one exotic pet. And I will say this. You will not die by the exotic pet. So, I mean, it might kill somebody else, but. If you pick something ferocious, it loves you. The pet does love you. What do you pick? I've always kind of wanted a sugar baby. Okay. I think those are actually legal in mass, though, right? Oh, yeah, they're legal. I could get one. It's just kind of cruel to have them. Because there's no reason for them to be here. They don't really, they, they bond with people, but they're always, it's not good for them. Let them be. But they're so cute. Yeah, I mean capybaras yeah. are really cute. Yeah, oh, capybaras. But you kind of need a you kind of need a pack. Yeah, they need a couple. Yeah, but they're so cute. I'm kind of like a trash panda. Okay. A raccoon. Yeah. 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 Just in case I get locked out of my house. <laughs> like, go let me in. I mean, yeah. they got those tiny little hands. Yeah. Was Danny DeVito esque hands? That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Next, my penis looks so large. That's not why I wanted the raccoon. I mean, Josh did say it would That's love why. you. <laughs> uh, Josh, did you see yours? I think you did. I don't know. There's so many. Sloths are awful cute. Uh, Josh Dorm. is like Komodo dragon. Cause it will, it won't hurt, it won't kill me. <laughs> I really like. Uh, there's a uh, uh, a uh, prehensile-tailed porcupine, and man, those things are adorable. But you just ask them for trouble. That's a good way to go, Sammy Davis, on huh? it. Yeah, yeah. Josh is like sloth. Cause I, cause I could. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough question. Orangutan, cause you watched. 
any which way you can way too many times as a kid which way but loose i I would love one but i i don't want to fight motorcycle gangs and that's kind of a requirement Uh, i mean if you have an orangutan i'm okay with fighting the motorcycle gangs (laughs) i just don't want to pay for all the cigarettes people apart i don't want to pay for all the cigarettes mike mike name the motorcycle game uh wasn't it like the Vikings or something like that? I hear it. What was it? Spiders. Spiders. In the end, they actually become friends. They bet on the fight and they win all their money back. They have the hero's journey, which I love. The bad motorcycle gang has the hero's journey at the end. After they lose all their hair, <laughs> they go through a lot of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. I wish I didn't know every inch of that movie, but I do. Red spiders? Just spiders. I'm going to go with a maned fox. A maned wolf. Because those things are freaky looking. But they're adorable. They, so describe them, because I, I only basically know they, they have the they're the wolf-looking thing with the big fringe on the front, right? And they have extraordinarily disturbingly long legs that look like they lo- there's something out of the Dark Crystal. They look kind of like Lemura to me. Lacrata, you think? Lacrata. I always say Lemire, I'm at Lacrata. Yeah. Which is supposedly, like, so ugly, it's hard to look at. Yeah, but they're adorable. They, they are big, adorable. long, creepy legs, yeah. All right. I guess that's everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. Proboscis monkey. A what? Proboscis monkey. Oh, you know what? I'll go with big two bonobos. I decided big to go with two bonobos. Two bonobos. You can't have one bonobo. Or that's else fair. you're just going to spend your whole day jerking it off. Bonobos are very sexual creatures. Okay. They are. Bonobos, uh, their their primary way of communicating and, and bargaining and bartering and bargaining with each other is through sexual acts. Uh, so, yeah. You don't want one bonobo in the house, trust me. Trust, I've made this mistake. I don't think guys. you want two bonobos in the house. I think you want one. Like, it's a fucking orgy. <laughs> a, a bonobo orgy every day at your house. I think you want. That's like why three, I only want two. Want like three That's why you're like, hey, could you pass the ketchup? You know what you gotta do. I <laughs> could pass the ketchup, but I want to catch a finger. <laughs> oh. One just, finger. You can just go get the ketchup too. I get the ketchup. Just, you can just lean over. How far away was the ketchup? Yeah. How far away was the ketchup? Like it was like in the kitchen. I'll just give him a quick finger, because it's cute to have a bonobo go get you ketchup in the kitchen. It's the thing. And they're very smart. Yeah, but I know where that bonobo's been. Yeah. Everyone knows where that bonobo's been. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Every His OnlyFans page has been free since forever. He wants you to see. OnlyFans slash backslash bonobo. Don't make a face. It's beautiful, man. Yeah, we're just wondering if we've accidentally been sending some of our PayPal money to the bonobo now. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't an accident, pal. Speaking of which. Ah! Are you talking about our Patreon Patreon page? We are. And are you talking about for a mere $1 a month? What? Dollar a month? I know. More Same money price us. as the OnlyFans Bonobo page. Actually, I'm right. <laughs> uh, for just $1 a month, and you can pay more if you like, you get an extra podcast every single week where we talk about geeky stuff that happened to us during the week. We talk a little bit more about television and movies and stuff like that, and just geek culture in general. 
We usually play a game, and every dollar that gets donated does go to the Elizabeth Peabody House Food Bank, which last week fed a almost record of 120 families. Uh, we had this one uh, a family show up. Um, they had just arrived in the country. They had been flown up from Florida, and uh, they got a place here in Boston. It was nine of them, uh, so it kind of upped our up to our tally a little bit, but we're able to help all those guys out. Thanks, Ron. And they're very nice. And they got a place here in uh, Cambridge. They came over to my uh, food bank in Somerville and uh, we're setting them up. Cool. Yep. They had no idea where they were going. They had no idea what Boston was even, (laughs) but they're happy to be here. They are a couple of them already got jobs. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that brings us to plugs. Yeah. No way. I had a thing. I just yeah, got no, I looked at uh, our Patreon page, and I don't usually look at our Patreon page because, well, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I hear all the podcasts. I don't really need to. But I looked at it, and there's actually other Patreon levels on there, right? And yeah. I was wondering, Tom, does anyone subscribe to those? Because we, we had to create, we had to create those just for Diane. Okay, <laughs> we owe Diane some stuff. Oh, damn right we do. We can ever pay diane back enough uh she's not only just been one of our great patreon patrons but she also always makes us feel so welcome we go down to florida and she's one of the first people to make us feel like we're not just yelling into the void like we actually have fans out there who enjoy listening to our stupidity so thanks diane you you really do make us feel great all the time we love you oh plus you brought us uh uh bread pudding yeah that's not why we love you but goddamn that was some good bread pudding it was pretty good Oh my gosh! But Diane, if you're uh, listening, and you probably are, we yeah. rented. We got the same place for Pensacon next year. Nice. And we want to see Captain. Pictures of Captain. Yeah. And yeah, we puppies. love the soup bowl warmers you got us. I True. went to Josh's house and he was using them, and I, I use them all the time. She made us or got us these bread, these soup bowl warmers. She made them. She made those. Yeah. They're like a pot holder before when you're eating soup, and they're the best thing ever. I use them mostly as pot holders. Uh, but I sometimes use them when I'm, I'm eating my cream of wheat in the morning. It's nice because you can microwave the bowl right in that. You don't have to yeah. touch the bowl coming it's out right of the microwave. There. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's fantastic. Love them. Terrific. Love them. Anybody else got a plug? I plugged Diane. That sounded I'd like bad. to plug. That Keep sounded working. bad. It did sound bad. It did. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, Saki sets, you name it. GeekOrthodox.com has it. And if you want apparel, you have to go to IanLino.com for all your t-shirts, baseball hat, socks, all your apparel needs at IanLino.com because for some reason they can't hold everything on one website. They've got to split it out into two websites geekorthodox.com and ianlino.com mike would like to plug cat5 and i would say no you have to use cat5e cat5 is not an acceptable network cable anymore i don't know what he's talking about cat5 the finest of derby teams about. oh right or dodgeball teams they should really upgrade their name to cat5e are they a tech I think team? They're named Do we know anything I, about those guys? I think they're named after the Category 5 hurricane that often devastates Louisiana. Yeah, no. oh. Category 5 hurricane. 
I see. The highest level of hurricane that we have on for recordings. Gotcha. Yep. That makes more sense. Way it does. Sense. A little bit. A lot more sense. Yeah. Anybody else? Still so, so make it Cat 5 uh, what is uh, we're going to uh, terrific app pretty soon, right? No, it's in July. I mean, yeah, it's in yeah, July. It's not that far away. Awesome I cons mean, like a week and a half. Oh, Mikey's going down to that one. He's also going to be visiting New York, New York. Why did I say New York? Okay. Washington, D.C. I don't know why I That's said the place. That's right. I'm going to Washington, D.C. I got a invitation to the White House. How'd you How'd you manage that? It was. Very complicated. We contacted our congressman and said, can you get us a tour of the White House? And they were like, yes. Yes. And so my wife got a, an invitation to the White House. It's pretty cool. And we're also touring the Capitol, which you can do by just going to Capitol.com. You don't have to storm the Capitol. You can get a tour there. It's free and open to the public now. And we are going to Arlington National Park to visit a friend there and uh how many friends do we have there now i have well uh, two and an uncle all right they moved mccoy there yeah he's one of the the two i'm gonna go visit take a pick of that will you yeah i will thank you uh we're gonna see the changing of the guard it's gonna be awesome yeah we're gonna do everything in seven days seven days seven days are I'm you going, you're going to an awesome con, though, right? I don't know if we're going to awesome con or not. We didn't get picked up for it, and my wife is not as enthusiastic about going to cons, and I need to save the bandwidth for next year Pensacon. <laughs> okay. Well, she only has to go to Pensacon for like one day, and she can also do other stuff in Pensacola. Oh, I assure you that's what will happen. All right, good. <laughs> I mean, she. I, I've been at, at cons with your wife. She does enjoy seeing the celebrities. Uh, she she enjoys does one day of of conning. She is, yeah, she likes the she celebrities. Totally cool and, and she enjoys the costumes. She's enthralled with some of the nicer costumes. So she's already way ahead of my wife's attention span at a con. Well, yeah. let me know if you're gonna go in. I've I've been vacillating on whether or not to just give you the book for Billy D. Williams. I, would, I much prefer to get signatures myself, but I also don't want to end up with a Princess Leia. Uh, oh, that was man. so sad. That was. I'll, I'll let you yeah. know. All right. Well, Billy Dee has been pretty good. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it. You know what? I, I stopped. <laughs> you almost, you almost did it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Billy Dee Williams is. Billy Dee Williams. Billy Dee Williams, yeah. Yep. Mike seems, seems like a nice guy. He does. I hope he is. Oh, seems nice. He is, however, 86. <laughs> Nicest is... celebrity you've ever met. Nicest celebrity? I'm going I, Adam I'll... West. I know what Josh is going to say. Uh... Adam West was a baby doll. I love that guy. You know, Eric Bogosian was very warm to me. I'm going to go with Eric Bogosian. He had no reason to be so warm. Spider Robinson, too. And I gushed at Spider Robinson. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. The nicest? I don't know, probably Henry Winkler. I guess that's my guess. That was my guess. Was nice. That was my yeah. guess for you. Edward James Olmos was very nice. 
Yeah, I bumped into Winkler at a con, like in the aisle, and he was like, oh, my God, are you OK? Come back to my booth. I have to sign something for you. He's wearing this little cable knit sweater. He was so small. He just wanted to pick him up and swaddle him like a baby. Who's the smallest, the smallest? You saw someone, you're like, that can't be the person I'm thinking of. Cause I think I know with Mike, small. too, on this one. What were we, behind? we were behind the fabulous, so the, the fabulous ones. Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey. Yeah, we were behind Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey and his partner getting a burger at a wrestling show. And I'm like, are these midget wrestlers? What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, they were like a full six inches shorter than either of us. In better shape, but not by much. Right? Uh, for, for me, it was that was Ronnie the moment James you Dio. realized you could be a wrestler, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio? Yeah. So, when did you, you fucker, when did you run into Dio? I saw Dio in Springfield. I can't remember what year it was. But uh, so I thought the first time I met um, Glenn Danzig, I was like, man, that dude is short. And then I saw Ronnie James Dio and I was like, holy fuck. That guy's like. Well, what context did you meet Dio? Uh, just backstage. I just oh, had a show. Yeah. Just had a show. All right. So how short <laughs> is he? Like shorter than you? Ronnie James Dio might be five feet tall. Wow. Well, is he is Ryan still with us? I think so. I hope so. And Glenn Danzig's not that much taller. Uh, Glenn Danzig seems like a giant on stage, and he's like five two. He's wearing the five boots. Three. They're all wearing those boots, man. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's Katie Sackhoff. Like I, you know, because you see her on the screen, it's always at an, an angle, right? Yeah. You, but when you meet her in person, you're like, oh. <laughs> I can cute little Katie Sackhoff. Aw. I can eat you in one sitting. I want to meet Katie Sackhoff. It's always my first thought that's not healthy. Yeah. yeah. It's not healthy. Every time I see someone we like that, I'm like, if yeah. you were food challenge, I could do this. Yeah. Mindy Sterling is very tiny also, but I expected her to be tiny. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. She looks wee. Yeah. My co star. Yeah. All right, this was Short Liberties with the <laughs> Long Box guys. guys. Uh, do, do Tom, what do you I, always say? I, you're right. I always say, don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History. Let's end it. <laughs> end it. <laughs> shot, shot, shots. Something shot, about shot, sectors. Uh, bye-bye. 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 The Karate Kid, that guy was small, too. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty... He was he's pretty got mean. a name. He's a very lonely man. <laughs> Is he? Because we tried to like keep him company. He did not give a shit. He wanted to do his crossword puzzle. He wanted to do his yeah, crossword puzzle. Like, hey, crossword puzzle. I just want to eat my bagel and do my crossword puzzle. That's yeah. fair. 